Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Oh, yeah. Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, three. Season three, one, episode one, 13, Friday the 13th, 50, our 50th ever Anything Goes podcast episode. What is going on? I am your host, Greg, aka Crazy Greg, aka Pooh Bear, and joined by a very special guest. Me! Who are you? <laughs> I'm Alex. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, sorry. I was talking about DJ Khalil is in the house. Yeah. DJ Khalil's officially joining us. Mm-hmm. You know it. And then we're joined by the co-host. And then it's me. Who's you? Alex. What's up, Alex? How are you? I'm, I've now lowered on the rank. <laughs> You hey you're, you're number three. That, that's, that's your my number. number yeah. There you go. So you just I gave, I did it for you. You just gave one of our number secrets away. I did it for you. Thank you. Um. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. It's uh. I'm old. Yeah, you're getting there. But not as old as Friday the Thirteenth. No, you're not. <laughs> so uh, so we have maybe the biggest episode yet. Yeah. It was on the Anything Goes podcast. We were definitely like. Little kids in a candy store with this, this one. Yeah, this might be it. Mm-hmm. So we have the man, the legend, mm-hmm. Victor Miller. Yep. Um, if you don't know who he is, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but uh, he is the man behind, the creator, the writer of the original Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. which came out actually 40 years ago. Yeah. 1980. 40th anniversary. So... Uh, this is a long time coming, this interview. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess he's one of the reasons why we got started in what we do and, you know, all the haunted houses. and. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be so many of these horror franchise movies. and. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't see all these hockey masks walking around. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shitties. I guess from, from Victor Miller's mind branched off to Nightmare on Elm Street and... Halloween and just all these horror Everything. movies got inspired by, you know, the original. Yeah. So uh, he was like, I don't know, just so kind. Oh, my God. You would, you would yeah. You Go would ahead. never think the person who created Friday the 13th would be as pleasant as yeah. Victor Miller Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. And he's smart, too. He, he's mm-hmm. he's on his game. Yeah, he is. Um, and he, he tells us a lot. Mm-hmm. Like more, like even more than I was expecting and hoping. Right. He really like we dug it deep into his mind. I didn't want the interview to end. I didn't. I know. I know. And mm-hmm. I want to like be friends with him. <laughs> yeah, me too. I do. <laughs> I wish I didn't live so far. I know, but uh, he tells us a lot in the interview. I mean, you guys are gonna hear it. We're gonna play yeah. it. Yeah. It's like a half hour of make sure you're like glued to the to the speakers yeah because uh he tells us first of all obviously how he came about the idea of the movie Mm -hmm. how the title came about right which is actually a little more different than i thought it was yeah 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 Yeah. right um what goes into production Mm -hmm. his time on set of camp crystal lake Mm -hmm. as he watched kevin bacon get killed that's right like in real real life real life right i mean he's just a zombie now yeah once jason gets a hold of you that's it game over Mrs. Uh, oh, you're right. Look at that. Girl power. Yeah. So once Mrs. Voorhees gets a hold of you, look Mm. at this. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. You are. In this Jason Friday 13th franchise. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah. And he also talks about how he sat in the movie to watch it with the public. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got into other things like his time in the soap opera industry mm-hmm. and just so much more. Yeah, it's, it, so, it's a good uh, one for sure. Look at that. I said when Jason gets a hold of you, but... Uh, you got caught up in the moment. I know, I did. I did. I, I was talking about the, the hockey masks. Yes. But um, if you all don't know, you should definitely... 
I don't know. They should almost watch the movie first before they listen to the interview. You know what? No, no, no. This is what you do. <laughs> this is what you do. You you listen to our episode. Mm-hmm. Then go back watch the original Friday Thirteenth. I know where you're going with this. Then rewatch the ep- Then re-listen to our episode, and then rewatch the movie again, and then after that re-listen to our episode. Yeah, why not? And then if you want, like rewatch the movie again and then re-listen, but go back. People and have forth. 24 hours on. All right, all right, but no, for reals. Listen to the episode, then go watch the movie, and then you're probably gonna want to re-listen to it because he tells a lot of cool things about the set right. and about the movie. It's pretty neat. So that's what I say. Oh yeah. You know it. <laughs> that's what I say to do. So when I say it, you do it. That's, that's what we, right. That's what we live by. If you say it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Victor Miller, my man, thank you so much for your time. We're gonna get into the interview now. I hope you all enjoy it. And he also uh, he plays. He's the official first guest to play Keep It a Killer with us. Yeah, yeah. So we do a segment so with him. So enjoy that. And uh, he keeps and kills some different movie franchises. Mm-hmm. And he lets you know if pineapple should be on pizza. That's right. So uh, <laughs> check it out. Um, here's our interview, the Anything Goes podcast, with the man himself, Victor Miller. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. We are like super, super, super excited to have Victor on the line right now with us. Victor Miller, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So uh, for, I mean, I don't know if anybody wouldn't know who you are, but if for some strange reason somebody doesn't know who you are, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us uh, what you do. Well, right now, <laughs> I, right now I talk to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, um, let's see. And I uh, wrote the first Friday the 13th, and then I spent the next 25 years uh, in daytime television uh, writing um, soap operas is what they're called. Interesting. So that that's a big turn of events, huh? Yeah. Oh, totally. It was, <laughs> and uh, in in many ways, it was more fun because uh, it was it was writing in a group. We had like five or six writers around the table, and we were just uh, batting ideas back and forth. And that's much more fun than sitting by yourself. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So so you'd prefer doing with the team as opposed to yourself? Yeah. I mean, because you get you get instant feedback and. You know, occasionally you get your uh, nose out of joint, but uh, it uh, it it worked just fine, and it was great fun. Nice, very cool. And uh, which would you prefer, writing the the movies or the daytime series? Well, if now if you gave me the choice, uh, I would say uh, in the movies. But then uh, I don't know where. I mean, are there enough Hulu and and uh, what do you call it? And Netflixes and Amazons to eat up enough movies to pay the. <laughs> I mean, I don't know uh, what they're doing in Hollywood right now, but I'm glad I'm retired. Uh, I, I can definitely hear that. Well, good for you. Uh, I guess you got out right at the right time. Well, yeah. I mean, I uh, I turned 65 in, uh, what was it, uh, 2005, like something like that. Uh, and um, so uh, here I am at 80 now and uh, living on my Writers Guild pension, which is just peachy. <laughs> Very good. All right. And uh, we, we saw that you went to Yale University. Yes, he did. He, he certainly, he, my, other, my alter ego went to Yale. <laughs> and he majored in English and learned all about uh, poetry and novels and things like that. And, uh, uh, and then, <laughs> then went into popular entertainment, I guess they would have called it. Yeah. And what, what, what made Victor become a, a writer? What made Victor to become a writer is, um, I think, uh, I was raised by some very strange people. And um, (laughs) there were many occasions when I had to come up with a fiction very quickly for whatever it was that they found me doing. Um, And so uh, I guess it was just... um, a gift from the gods that, uh, you know, if, if you can make up excuses for, uh, you know, you're standing there in the kitchen uh, with a broken uh, bowl and your mother says, what happened? Uh, and you come up with a, a really interesting answer. You've got a future in fiction. That's true. Good point. Yep. So, you know, there, there's money to be made in, in fibbing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a great quote. Well, it's it's also um, 
I remember there was a, a poet, uh, at one point I was working, uh, sending um, artists around to work in schools and things like that. And uh, there was a poet, I can't remember his name. He was very good and he did wonderful work in the schools. And he would go into the classroom and to tell these kids, he, uh, he said, you know what I do for a living? And he said, no, and I said, I get paid to lie. Uh, and he said, uh, but the kind of lies that we tell in fiction are not the kind of lies you tell your mother when, uh, you know, she finds you with a dozen broken eggs. Um, right. And so, uh, <laughs> but the kind of lies that we tell in fiction um, may not be true on the surface, but they're true underneath. And that's, uh, that's kind of fascinating for me. Yeah. Very good. And these strange upbringings you uh, you had, oh. is that what led you to write uh, Friday the 13th? Very much so. Uh, it wasn't all conscious. I've, uh, I've had a psychiatrist tell me, tell me she couldn't understand why I made the villain a woman. <laughs> and, and I said, what do you mean? She said, well, that's your mother, you idiot. Um, so, Wow. Uh, because it, and as I unraveled it all, it, it um, the mother I had, you know, she, she didn't, she wasn't evil on purpose. Everybody uh, comes by it uh, honestly through their parents, and hers were weird too. But um, the, uh, I had, uh, I had figured out somewhere in my unconscious that um, if my mother, if I had been Jason and uh my mother had been working at the camp and she was uh she was the the mom and if she found that i had drowned while the uh, camp counselors were screwing uh she would have said victor i told you not to go swimming right after you had lunch um <laughs> instead of punishing the campers uh right so, right right so that was but that was all dug out of me by this wonderful psychiatrist. And um, so it, it just, it, uh, it was absolutely fascinating. I mean, you can't get away with anything. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to be a writer or an artist or whatever, anybody, um, you know, that you will be leaving footprints um, that may be unconscious or subconscious. Uh, and it makes a lot of fun. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Yeah. And so now, did, did you get like strange reactions to have a female killer back, you know, years ago in, in a movie like this? Nope. Um, I, not that I know of, um, you know, it just because it was all so, um, uh, so motivated. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, and and this lovely um, also remember, we had uh, Betsy Palmer for, I think, one week's worth of shooting is all we could afford. And wow. and so um <laughs> We had to do a lot of cheating about, uh, you know, who was who was behind the bush uh, earlier in the movie, and so and for that for that one week, um, and she, what having never seen her before that, um, it was really yeah. nice to have the audience think that, oh, good, this woman is going to save poor little what's her name, and uh, nice, right. and she says, oh, this is my my son's birthday. Um, you know, and and you say, oh, thank God! Now it's going to be fine. They're not going to kill this one, Marcy. Um, and yeah. um, lo and behold, it turns out that the savior is really the devil uh, with blonde hair. Um, so, so it was it was great fun. I mean, so something that began as a kind of a financial constraint uh, played right into my hands unconsciously, I guess. Um, so that it, uh, she became the, the nightmare that we all know. And of course, it's wonderful. You know, uh, we have lived with this ridiculous idea of mom and apple pie for far too long. Uh, they're just, there are too many crazy mothers running around loose. Uh, you know, and uh, I think in Psycho, we had uh, a son dressed as a mother, but I am assuming the mother... Uh, who who dealt with Tony Perkins um, was not as nice uh, even as Mrs. Uh, Voorhees. So okay, I tell you, it's all about, it's yeah. all about the mothers, Greg. Come on. Uh, listen, I can definitely relate to to that crazy mother story <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so so was it kept a surprise to the viewers that that the mother was the killer? Absolutely, we cheated and cheated and cheated yes. and. Um, 
Um, I, I, and I think they saved the credit for Betsy Palmer and stuff like that. And, uh, and it, um, and uh, her gift was amazing that she should come out, um, you know, and be spooky at the same time that you said, Oh, thank God, thank God she'll save this woman. So Betsy could play different levels and, and flavors. So she, she didn't come out and look like she was hosing everybody. So, uh, she was just uh, a really fortunate, fortunate casting choice. Yeah, and and how do you think it would have been different if uh, if she continued to be the the killer in the rest of the series? Um, I think <laughs> I think that people would have said, "Are how stupid are the cops?" Uh, <laughs> all they have to go to do is go to the movies and they'll figure out to get this woman. Uh, yeah, no, and I. I to be uh, honest, you know, I wrote it as a one-off. Um, we were we were just mm. trying to uh, pay our bills, and uh, had no idea that it was going to go down in history as this long-running, uh, incredible uh, nightmare. Yeah, it's. I think it went down as like the biggest grossing, you know, franchise in, in the United States yeah. and stuff, and it's, it's big. It's yep, yeah, yep, yep. good for you. Look what you started. Uh, well. Some people uh, save lives and they're um, are, are, uh, operating surgeons, whatever, and other people write strange things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think everybody needs both those things equally as much in, in their life because, you know, it definitely, we need that entertainment value as well. Well, it was great fun. I, I went to a, a real movie, moving, moving, theater um uh the week that the movie opened and so i saw it with a crowd uh and i went with some friends and um and the crowd obviously knew nothing i had been seeing the uh the film in, in uh very select places and um and i and what was fascinating was half the crowd had stood up and turned for the exit um during that wonderful lush thing with uh, manfredini's score and uh, and and she was just lying in, in that boat, and you thought, oh, good, she's going to be saved. Here are the policemen in the background. It's wonderful. And then, boom. Well, half the audience missed the boom and wondered what the hell was, was the scream. And they whipped around and saw this monstrous <laughs> child coming out of the water. Um, so, and, and okay. it, I, I loved it. It was great fun. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great ending, and it's like it definitely keeps people like once. Yeah, got you. And you you need a chair jumper at the end of these things, um, as you remember from Carrie and all the other really good ones, the Haunting of Hill House and stuff. Um, you you can't get out without getting that uh, that scare you didn't expect. Exactly, and I think what what led people towards the exit as well was that the music was nice and calm at the end and you know it, it seemed like a happy Manfredini ending. is a genius uh, he's just fabulous yeah so now who who came up with the famous oh I uh, that was Harry because as he as he's told <laughs> in a number of places he said uh, I wanted to give that uh, that thing um, and so he he just went on a, a duplexer or whatever, you know, when you, you whisper into the machine, it keeps uh, recording on top of recording. So he was going, um, killer, mommy, killer, killer, mommy, killer. And so, and so they doubled on top of each other. And so you get out there, kick, 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 kick. Wow. Yeah. And that's, he, he, just, he grabbed Amazing, that out man. of the script. So it Very all works. Cool. Yeah, and did you go to uh, camp as a child? Absolutely camp, not. Like... Um, I was scared <laughs> to death. That's how I could write this thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, us, my, us too. My brother, sure. my brother went to uh, to camp. He was three years older than me, and um, and he would tell me stories. And I said, "I'm not going anywhere there. I'm not going to leave home." Um, mm -hmm. So that was that, and then. Um, when we were casting about for, for locations and places that this, this had to be before it was a camp, um, a summer camp before it opens just came popping into my head. Yeah. Cool. And how'd you come up with the Camp Crystal Lake name? Um, well, when I first went to Connecticut, I was working for the State Department of Education on a grant they had. And uh, 
I would ride up from my house in Guilford to uh, Hartford every day on a motorcycle and I would pass and there was this uh, sign that I saw. I never went to see the lake, but it was it said this way to Crystal Lake. Um, so somewhere in Connecticut uh, in the middle is a place called Crystal Lake. Interesting. And have you ever been to the Camp Crystal Lake? The Yes, I went there for one night um, because um, by that point I need uh, I was running out of money because I'd already run out of the little got I got and so um, I went that and I I saw then uh, had dinner with Sean and then the the next day I saw um, the arrow through Kevin Bacon scene being shot. And oh was, wow! That was nice. my timing was perfect because. Uh, oh yeah. It How could only right? have been done once, um, because it was just too expensive to do wow. again, and so they took a long time to set it up with the, the arrow hollowed out with a tube and the and the uh, hose clamp and all that kind of stuff, so they could be under the bed and put the the uh, arrow up through the rubber chest and then squirt. And um, they had to do it one take, and then they went, uh, you know, action. And he and the the hand came up and grabbed his head, and then the arrow comes up through his thing, and it starts squirting. And there, and it was perfect. It's it's exactly the way you saw it in the movie, and uh, everybody applauded. And uh, then from underneath <laughs> the bed came um, uh, the special effects man whose name went right out of my head. I, I'm 80 now. Um, Tom Savini. Okay, Tom Savini <laughs> and his assistant come out, and they're covered in blood. <laughs> and everybody said, what the hell happened? He said, well, um, I think it was the assistant who said, as soon as I squoze or squeeze the bulb to make the uh, blood go shooting up through the arrow, uh, the hose clamp let go. And so he said, I had to blow the blood up through use, using with my lips. <laughs> Blow the, the the blood up through the thing. I think it was sheep's blood or something. And uh, and that is <laughs> that is absolute legend and true. Um, that that's the only way they got that in one shot. Otherwise, you n never would have killed Kev Kevin Bacon. Wow. So so what would have happened if it didn't go right? God only knows. Um, you know, you'd have to uh, <laughs> take money away from some other part because it was a tight, tight budget. Right. Yeah. Of course. So, so you haven't been to Camp Crystal Lake since, since no, that day, I, huh? uh, No, I had to go. I had to move on uh, to, you know, I wrote a movie yeah. for Columbia Pictures that uh, they uh, they bought and paid for and never made. And then I did some other stuff and other stuff. And oh. then I got an uh, an offer to work in uh, at One Life to Live. And I said, fine. I love the, I love the idea right. of five days a week. And I love the idea of working with other people. So. It was it was great fun, except when the network would come in and screw things up. But only to be expected. Yeah. Now, when you worked on these uh, on these daytime shows, did did people know who you were from? Friday yes, they 15? did, and they didn't hold it against me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, okay. I I my my uh, my what you call it preceded me. My reputation preceded me, and uh, uh, I think the the head of ABC daytime, Jackie Smith at that time, uh, just thought it'd be interesting to throw in a little uh, weirdness into the team. And so there I was. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's funny when you say about the Camp Crystal Lake, because you only been there one time. We actually tried taking a, a road trip there one time and, and tried seeing the ground, uh, but it was all locked up and gated off. Yeah. Couldn't get in. But um, just that area itself is a scary town and it was no cell phone service. Oh, wow. and it was, yeah. And and even now, though, they're still doing, like, tours that you can, you know, go there and see the grounds of, of Camp Crystal yep, Lake. The, 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 uh, the coins yeah. keep jingling, don't they? Yeah. And even uh, even in haunted houses these days, there's many haunted houses that recreate, you know, the the, the bed scenes and the, the cabin and, right. and the then, haunted house. And, the, and the, just Camp Crystal And then there are all these kids running around in hockey masks, too, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. It's it's a it's a legend in its own self. Yeah. And how, how do you feel about these haunted houses using these these hockey masks and campus? God bless. Um, uh, because, <laughs> because if uh, Friday the Thirteenth hadn't been a, a success, uh, I don't know who you'd be talking to right now. 
right. You're right. You, you definitely paved the way for, for many other horror yeah. franchises that, you know, are popular today. Yes. Yeah. And how'd you come up with, with the name itself, Friday 13? I actually did. Uh, I believe Sean came up with the name of that. Um, because I had oh, wow, okay. the working title when we were when I first started on the screenplay was Long Night at Camp Blood. Uh, I'm terrible at titles. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> Sean called me and said, I want to call it Friday the 13th. And I said, oh, that's great. I will write in a reference to justify why it's called Friday the 13th, which I because the, the cop okay. mentions, oh, it's Friday the 13th and there's a full moon and blah, blah, blah. So it's uh, right. Ooh. Did they change any of the scenes as well? Besides, uh, just no, just the title. But I mean, um, when you a, um, a screenplay, all kinds of things happen in the course of uh, of shooting screenplays. So I mean, um, you know, it's it's awesome. not like a piece of music where if you're playing uh, Debussy or somebody and you leave ten notes out, um, he doesn't come back from the grave and shoot you. Uh, it's I mean, it's it's a it's one of those acts that it's, it's just, uh, it's hard to define. That's all I can say. Got it. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting stuff though. Yeah. And, uh, the names in the movie, any, any significance to, to the names, to the names of, the characters? of the characters? Uh, Mrs. Oh yes. So the, the Voorhees name has always seemed to me, uh, a very odd and spooky thing. Uh, and, um, so I just, that came out of my head from somewhere, some previous incarnation, I guess. Uh, and as for the rest, yeah, I mean, um, I borrowed some names from friends and things like that. But um, I, except for Voorhees, that was the only one that, uh, oh, and Steve Christie, of course. Um, you'd have to call him Steve Christie because he was a Christ figure. So, of sort. Yeah. Okay, and uh, do, do you watch horror movies uh, today? Not, not if I can help it. Um, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I, the, these days I am living a horror movie. Um, it, it started somewhere in January or February. Uh, it may have even started before that. But um, yeah. uh, I bet I'm sure you know you've seen many things in your life. It's something what we're living through now. Well, I keep, I keep do, uh, racking up the balls um, in my life. I was born in 1940, and my father was in the Navy in 1941, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46. Um, and so that was the war. And then after the war, we had uh, Korea. We Oh, no, we had polio. Um, and we had duck and cover. We were uh, about to be atom atomic bombed by the Russians. And what else we have? We had Korea. Then we had Vietnam. Oh, in the middle of that, we had polio. Did I mention that? Um, you had to duck polio. I mean, it was scary yeah. stuff. And uh, it was everywhere. And then, but this, um, and, and, and Elwin, we had 9-11, but this thing is is like um, a terminal illness, and it just feels like crap. Um, so what I have been doing, I watch a little bit of MSNBC to get what I think is the truth, and then I'll go to things like uh, America's Dumbest Videos or something like that um, <laughs> on those funny little channels, um, America's Dumbest People or... Um, and I just, right. I sit there and laugh at other people falling down. Uh, slapstick's all That's I can funny. handle right now. <laughs> Interesting. So you said you were 80 years old, born in 1940. So, so how come Camp Crystal Lake was found in 1935? I have, I don't believe I have any idea about why that was made in Okay. When we saw, we thought, oh no, hey, no, 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 that was um, in fact, even my brother was only he was born in 37, and my sister, uh, yeah, no, so all right, no, nah, um, there's there's no there's not a meaning to everything unless you're my uh, shrink. <laughs> and all right, so yep. in a hundred years from now, all this is said and done, what do you want the legacy of Victor Miller to be known um, as? He had fun. He was nice. Um, 
and uh, he had a great sense of humor. I mean, I, I've said in more than one interview, I wish I had written Airplane. Um, I was supposed to have written Airplane in my head. Um, and uh, But uh, the, my actual epitaph um, should be the thing, when my mother was in the old age place where she was slowly checking out, she introduced me as, this is my son, the writer, but he only wrote soap opera. So now you know a little bit more about Mrs. Voorhees, don't you? Yeah, interesting. So. All right. Well, um, if if you want to play along, we have a segment on this on our podcast called "Keep It or Kill It," and we kind of rapid fire things, and and you tell us if we if, okay. if it should be kept or killed. I'm I'm ready. You, you I'm take ready. This, see how it goes. All right. So so I'm gonna rapid fire some okay. things to you and say, "Keep it or kill it." Keep it. Freddy Krueger. Keep it. The Saw movies. All right. Don't know movies. Don't know. Love him. Chucky. Love him. Great. Pizza with pineapple. Yeah. God. No. <laughs> that's that's my favorite, and nobody it nobody agrees with sucks. me. I mean, uh, <laughs> I like I like pineapple. <laughs> Okay. Have uh, no, but I've pizza? seen them in the videos where people say, I can't believe you're eating pineapple on your pizza. It is so From good. From your I lips to say. God's ears. Yes, pineapple and pepperoni. I don't eat you meat, except I, I'm a, I kind of, I eat shrimp uh, and, and uh, white type fish, but that's about it. Interesting. All right. The next Kevin, one. Bacon, Kevin Bacon, love it. Love him. Great. Uh, COVID. Oh, shite. <laughs> Lose it. Lose it. Soap operas um, today. I wish they'd come back, but you know that it was, um, uh, oh God. Uh, I'm, this is the mind of an 80 year old. It's one of the first things that goes. Um, the guy who killed his wife um, and went to prison and was a football star. Okay. O.J. Simpson. Simpson's trial <laughs> killed daytime television. You can take it to the bank. Uh, people uh, people wow. left all our shows um, to, uh, to watch the courtroom trial. And they discovered in the, right. that lengthy trial right. that it was much more fun to watch something where people had really died than where they were pretend doing everything. So... We lost half our audience, and half the audience that we lost didn't come back. And then the networks mm. also learned something very smart, because they were all MBAs, I think, um, because uh, it is so much cheaper to run Judge Judy, even if she has a huge salary, than to pay um, you know, uh, the, all the stars, all the actors, changing sets uh, every day. We had to make sure that we only had six sets and you couldn't mm -hmm. change more than three and blah, blah, because of the Teamsters. And yin, 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 yin. So Judge Judy uh, could could uh, beat the pants off Susan Lucci in terms of income. Uh, and and she was it, you know. They got that, uh, her guy that stands with her and then the rest is, um, is just beer and Skittles. I mean, it's amazing. Um, so uh, one by one, the uh, the soaps uh, went the way of uh, old people. Right. Yeah, but that's definitely you know a way that we never yeah. thought to look oh. at that before. And, so and um, it was amazing, yeah. and it it is true. I mean, I love watching those things where um, oh, I don't know, I forgot what channel they're on because I got all these different channels. But um, where you, it, well, there's one series I love called Buried in the Backyard. Um, and, okay. and it, it doesn't it I'm sure it doesn't <laughs> cost as much as an entire episode of uh, All My Children um, and and you watch and they find a corpse in the thing and then they have to get and then, and then there's the bad guy who did it 12 years earlier and um, and it's all over in like what uh, 42 minutes without the commercials um, and so uh, right. that's where television went it said um Look, we are a profit-making organization here. We are not in the business of losing money. Thank you very much. Yeah, true. 
All right, final keep it or kill it. The Friday the 13th keep it. series. Oh, yeah. I, I love the fans. Um, what can I tell you? Yeah. Cool. Very good. And Victor, will there ever be a Friday the 13th prequel? Well, uh, quien sabe, because it's all still in the hands of the uh, appeals court in California. And so, uh, uh, you know, nothing happens really? until they make a decision. Wow. Well, if there's anything we can do on our end to to fight the good fight. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to suggest you you go and pay off the judges. No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I hear you. But I I, I hope I hope for your sake, things, you know, work out. Well, thank you. Me too. You deserve it. But hey, life is life. Right. Well, you lived an incredible life and, you know, we're so honored to be able to share these stories with you and have you on our podcast for an interview. And uh, we will surely remember you as one of the greatest writers that ever was. Oh, Greg, thank you very much. You gave me goose flesh. Uh, I'm now going to go downstairs and tell my wife she doesn't love me enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, good. T- tell your wife we're big fans, and this is like one of the biggest well, interviews I'm we've, you know, we've had. So, we're honored to have you. Yes, and w- where can uh, where can all these people find? Well, there's www.victormiller.com uh, as a website, but I haven't done any editing on that website in about ten years. Um, and but th- they'll get all the information they need right there. All right. Well, uh, we would definitely link, you know, that website cool. to our episode Great. so that people can find you. And uh, yeah, and if, if you ever need help with uh-huh. the website, we have an awesome producer and editor. Yeah. And DJ Khalil, he's he's on top of things, so we can definitely link you up. Grazie uh, mille, as help. they say. All right, Victor. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. You are a great interview. You're a great person. And tell you, oh, thank you. You're a terrific interviewer, and I will remember this one. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. That means so much coming from you. You too. Appreciate. Have a good one. Bye bye. What am I eating during this time of quarantine? You ask. Alex's bakes and chocolates. Mmm, delicious. Bacon sold fresh out of the New York and New Jersey area. Message Alex for all inquiries on Instagram at Alex's underscore bakes underscore and underscore chocolates. Mmm. Oh my. Oh my is right. So how about that? Wasn't it good? You know what? I can officially say 50 episodes in, three seasons in. We made it. <laughs> Honestly, if we never do another episode again, I'm good. I mean, it was pretty good, I have to say. That is like the dream. Like, come on, we live Halloween. Yes. If anybody is in our area, come to our house, come see our attic, come see our basement. Oh my goodness. You'll see the Halloween-ish that we have. And our dragon outside. And the dragon our outside. Our year-round dragon. <laughs> that every Amazon mm. delivery driver We pets. have the ring and we have multiple... Um, recordings of Amazon delivery people petting our dragon. You don't believe it? Well, we're putting it on, on our Instagram page. <laughs> we are. We're going to put clips of the Amazon drivers petting our dragon sure. outside. Um, so, yeah. So, what an awesome, intelligent, just great guy. Yeah. Um, went to Yale University. That's crazy. Who would have thought? And uh, because of him, I mean, Pamela Voorhees. That's right. Is forever going to be synced with one of the original killers well yeah of course yeah if it wasn't for her jason wouldn't have come back crazier than ever he wouldn't have been born oh well yeah she gave him birth <laughs> she gave him birth <laughs> yes she gave, birth she to gave him. him birth <laughs> um but no just so interesting and just like yeah. uh how these little details of the movie that we didn't even i don't know we would have thought differently like you said like the yeah. Kill, 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 mom, mom, mom. Yeah. How funny. I I have heard before that it was kill, kill, kill. Yeah. But I didn't know it was like that. Like, I didn't know it was just a sound bit of that. 
Right. You know. And then, you know, you had a great question to ask him about the names of the characters in the movie and their mm-hmm, significance. Mm-hmm. So Some of them did. Yeah. Voorhees being real creepy. There's a lot of, I guess, Easter eggs. Is that what they would call it? I guess. Kind of-ish. Yeah. But a lot of hidden details that, you know. I'm sure a lot, you, all movies do. We just don't know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We, don't, we haven't talked to the creators yet. Yeah. And uh, he said he went to Camp Crystal Lake mm-hmm. for for the um, filming. filming for yeah. one day. Like we said, we, we tried going to Camp Crystal Lake one day. Yeah, Joe almost got us murdered. Yeah. Thanks, DJ Khalil. <laughs> he drives us out there like midnight, uh-huh. pitch black, no, no cell, service. cell phone service. Yeah, Camp Crystal Lake is locked up, bought it off. Right. And uh, he drives. Um, it kind of brought us back to, I guess, the 1980s. Yeah. With the well, actually, Camp Crystal Lake was found in 1935. That's when it brought us back to because we basically had no cell phones. <laughs> there was no service, no ways, no GPS. Um, we we were lost, and for me, I thought that was it. You you thought that was the end? I did. I really, honestly did. I was waiting for like um, the Hills Have Eyes creatures to pop out. Yeah. It was like every horror movie just mixed into one. <laughs> but uh, and how awesome though that like. He just ended the movie with nice, calm, relaxing yeah. scenery. And then and out then, of nowhere, uh, yep. Yeah. He pops out and yeah. grabs her. And um, and people left the movie, he said, for that part. Right. Who's expecting it? Right, yeah. People walking yeah. out like, okay, well, she's just, you know, she's either alive or dead, whatever it might be, and that's it. And then they heard the music comedy, like, wait a second, what happened? And they yeah. Relax. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so th- this is the music that ended the movie. Right. A nice scene of her, yeah. It almost surviving. sounds like credit music. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, here comes Jason out of the water. Revenge. Grabbing her. Ah, uh, so that good. was it. And uh, I think that said, I mean, now when you think about it, when you think to like the Saw franchise mm-hmm. and how like you think the movie is over yep. and you know he's going to survive. And next thing you know, he, he gets up and rips off his yep. fake skin. Well, also, and... like, Scream, yeah. one of their big rules in Scream is the killer's never dead. Don't yep. assume the killer's dead. Exactly. And and that's, even to this day with our podcast, there's always one more pop scare. That's right. And that is Victor Miller. That's right. Kicking us Just off season 13. Just when you thought Halloween 13. season was over. No, uh, it's no, going no, into no. December. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Halloween for us spanned September. All of October, all of November, and now into December. Right. So that's like... Just about. Just about. Yeah. I mean... Pretty much. This is... This is... Yeah. Just about. So... Right. Yeah. So I never thought you'd be saying, happy birthday, let's I know. record it. But just listen. Just think people listening to this episode is going to be in December. Yeah. So... True. Even though it's dropping in November, people listen December. It's so, December Eve. Yeah. And happy, happy December De- Eve. There you go. <laughs> happy Alex's birthday Eve. Yeah. So how's it feel to, to have your birthday coincide with our Victor Miller interview That's podcast episode, awesome. Anything Goes, with Greg and Alex, heard all over where pod streams and episodes <laughs> and streamings can find? I mean, I think you kind of just, I don't even know what you just said. Well, how but does yeah, it feel? It feels great. Good. I think so. Um, another interesting thing I... Ah! <laughs> there you go. Now it's official. Yes. Another interesting thing I found out was that it was supposed to be a one-off movie. Yes. Yeah, just one script it wasn't written, written and... Yeah, it wasn't written for multiple sequels. Yeah. And uh, you all know how we love our Freddy. Right. And I don't know if Freddy would have been a thing or as, or as successful if it wasn't for, you know, for this. Yeah. Yeah, because people fell in love with with this kind of movie. Although I feel like with Nightmare on Elm Street, it was similar, like, um, creativity. Right. Because it said that, um, was it Wes Craven? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, created Freddy Krueger based off a bully that he had when he was younger. Mm. If you didn't know. Fun fact. Interesting. Of the episode. Um, and now Victor Miller kind of created it because he says he blames his mom and his mom's crazy. Yeah, and funny. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, upbringing type of stuff. I actually do have a bone to pick with, with Mr. Miller. Wait, well, I do. Oh, I know what it is. I do, I do, I do. And I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> and I'm going to follow up. And for you to kill pineapple on pizza, Mr. Miller, me and you have something to talk about. 
<laughs> so I hope that you ordered a nice pepperoni and pineapple pie for you and your wife to sit and enjoy. And if not, I'm going to come out there and fly out there and deliver it myself. And me and you and the missus, we're all going to sit and enjoy this pepperoni pizza pie. And we're going to talk more about your brain. <laughs> You're okay? weird. I think someone needs to talk about your brain. Let's talk about it. We don't have time. Because do you know brain. like Pinky and the brain? Yeah, which one are you? Yeah, Pinky. I'm pinky. I yeah. mean, I probably am pinky. Yeah, I'm the brain. A big brain. Um, so, yeah, so what else do you think about, like, the Friday the 13th franchise in a whole? I mean, of course I love Jason. And honestly, watching this, this was the first time we watched it, you know, a couple weeks ago. And this is the first time I saw it since I was maybe nine years old, which right. is kind of messed up that my parents let me watch it at nine years old. But what, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Maybe I'll create a crazy movie because of my upbringing. Okay. But, um... And I actually was like, wow, it still kind of holds up. The the killing scenes and stuff like that mm-hmm. actually looked pretty good. Yeah. I say it all the time. For sure. I can't stand CGI. Yep. I think it looks more fake than anything. Yeah. So I love this, you know, they had to put so much work into it and make a whole entire body and pretty much just gut it. And how funny was that Kevin Bacon story too? I know. They had one shot. One shot at it. One shot, one opportunity. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, Eminem? Yeah. Uh, intro, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. It's funny. And you know what I think is like amazing? What? To this day, 40 years later, we've been to countless mm. haunted houses. Right. We've been to Horror Nights, 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. Freddy vs. Jason house. And do you remember what that house started off with? Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake. That's right. And the bunks, the bed bunk scene, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you walk through the cabin. Yep, and all the um, camp counselors are yeah. gutted. Still to this day, 40 years later, this movie is still like premiering and like center of haunted house mm-hmm, industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's ever going to stop. Honestly, ever. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. As much as we love these new age type of horror movies and stuff, Nothing will ever beat the Jasons and the Freddies and yeah, of course, you know Mike Myers. Yeah, and, the, and your girl, the Exorcist. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to mention that. Oh uh, yeah, that's like <laughs> that's a whole nother level. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I loved it. I loved just talking to him. Like you said, I wish this interview didn't end. Yeah, right. I wish we could have just kept talking forever. I know. And I would love to get him back on one yeah. day. Yeah. And, you know, if we don't talk about Friday the 13th, I'm sure there's tons of stories and things that he has experienced in his life yeah, I'm sure. that he can share with us. It's funny that he went from Friday the 13th to soap operas. Right. I guess they wanted, they're like, oh, this is too, like, bubbly and fun. We need a dark mind. Let's bring Victor <laughs> Miller on. But he's such a nice guy, so it, it, it's so weird Yeah. to, to think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Victor, thank you so much. You are the best. Yes. And, uh... I know, you know, how I feel about you. And I think after this interview and this episode gets out, a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say on this third season, episode one, 50th episode ever of the Anything Goes podcast? 50th episode. I can't believe we have recorded 50 episodes. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's been fun. It has been. So is this our last episode? No, oh. we have so much coming season three. We Y'all don't even know. are just getting started. We should give them hints. Should we? Little hints. What What kind of hints? Like... Do they deserve it? Probably not. No, they do. Come on. <laughs> Come on. They, um, they sat with us like 50 hours. Yeah, they did. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, All right, so So let's drop some, some hints on them. You go first. All right. So, first of all, we have Victor Miller. Well, yeah, that already happened, though. They listened to Oh, it. but I was excited about that. Okay. All right, so we have some uh, some TV shows coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, so when I say TV shows, I mean interviews. Yeah. So, we have interviews with some TV shows. No one wants Greg's face on TV. Some rock music. Some jail. Some jail, Yeah. Time Greg, spent in jail. Greg may or may not have spent some time in jail. Um, I may or may not have some friends who I met in or out of jail that <laughs> I may or may not have spent in jail. 
But we have somebody coming up who is big time. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. This is not a good word to say. <laughs> um, we have some big time uh, comic book writers. Mm-hmm. And amusement park. Oh my God. <laughs> and amusement park. That's like, right. it doesn't get any bigger than the amusement parks we're hitting. So we've been to many amusement parks in our lives, but none bigger than this. No. So. I'm going to burst at the seams. It's I exciting. I can't contain it. Yeah. And then we have your favorite movie to talk about mm-hmm. in an episode. We do. With an awesome interview. We sure do. And that's just getting started. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we're here to stay. I hope you are too. So uh, we appreciate you being with us through 49 episodes. and uh, Now 50. Now 50. And we ain't stopping here. Mm-hmm. We're halfway to 100. You know how they have the halfway to Halloween? We're halfway to 100. I know you don't like the halfway to Halloween. I'm giving you a dirty look. Okay. All right. So, uh, Victor Miller, once again, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you check out his website. Make sure you watch Friday the 13th, the original. Yes. Because it still holds up today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, hit us up with the... Uh, Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at anything goes pod ny. And Twitter. Anything goes ny. And send us an email. Hit us up. Hit us up. agpodny at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you think, what you hate, what you want to kill, what you want to keep. And get us up on that Apple iTunes five star rate yeah. review. All that fun stuff. Yeah. So, uh, hey, this ends episode one, season three, episode 50 of all time. Anything goes. Thank you again. I am Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, joined with Alex. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.